is up team. 82 to 55. St. John's is up at Seton Hall in Walsh Gymnasium by 27 points in a game they've dominated from start to finish. A completely soul-crushing performance by our beloved Johnnies. And we're taking it to Seton Hall at their gym in what has got to be, got to be, you know, so overdue. We owe these fuckers big time. All right, and this team needed it. The fans sure as hell needed it. The coaches needed it. And hopefully this is a springboard of what will be a successful second half of the season. All right, sure as hell is a positive step in the right direction. But it by no means puts us to where we need to be. It puts us in a place where we can hopefully get to where we got to be. All right, and we're just watching Aaron Wheeler continue to have a hell of a game and just a hell of a stretch of play. And I'm eating crow. Uh, definitely didn't think he'd be performing this well. Especially so uh, in crunch times, games like this against serious Big East opponents. And he's been, you know, was a, one of the lone bright spots in the past couple games when we were losing. And tonight in this win, he's done just the same thing. I mean, attacking the glass, hitting threes, being physical. It's the inside play. Just missed a corner three. Maybe he's feeling himself a little bit. It's all right, kid. Do that right now. But we need you banging the, banging the glass, protecting the rim like you have been bringing that toughness. All right? I mentioned it earlier in the season when he had a, a big game all of a sudden randomly. <clears throat> um, then he went back in the hole for a little while. But it reminded me a little bit of Sean Evans and what Sean Evans did for that Steve Labin first-year team. Really unhinged that bench and gave us some much-needed uh, depth in the front court and another added dimension. And Wheeler's doing that for us in a whole different way. It's, I mean, it's better than what Sean Evans did currently. But it's, um, it's really changed the dynamic of our team, giving us more length, more size. When he's hitting threes, more pop on the perimeter, um, more versatile in the press tonight. Fans have been asking for the pressure. We saw the pressure full tilt. I mean, tonight was 40 minutes of hell. All right, that, that's exactly what you know, we envisioned when we think of 40 minutes of hell. And he got 10 guys, so coach seems like maybe he's starting to feel comfortable using all 10 of them. I know... I've been uh, a proponent for short of a 10-man rotation for sure. But if you're going to pressure the ball like that and play up-tempo like that for 40 minutes, uh, you do need two at every position. You really do, at least for a few breathers during a game. And I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. You know, I want to be my preference for an everyday, uh, everyday type of style. But if you're going to play full tilt 40 minutes of hell, you got to have a guy backing up each position. And if uh, Smith and Coburn, you know, Smith didn't have a good game tonight, but if Coburn, who shot the ball real well, played well, played good defense, was tough. Um, Mathis hit a couple threes. That's another thing um, that really helps in the grand scheme of a, a, a blowout like this. But if Mathis, Coburn, Wusu, Posh, Smith, Pinzone, uh, you know, maybe it'll be one of the Smith, Pinzone too. But if you can get those four guys really ramped up playing defense 40 minutes, you can hide a lot of your words offensively. And tonight, you know, we were able to do both both things play tough defense, full court, and we were able to hit enough perimeter shots to uh, get us a lead in the first half and carry us home in the second half. Uh, Champ finally got it going. Um, Posh was an absolute monster on the boards all game. I don't know. I'm not looking at the box score right now, but uh, I know he had six. Uh, I think he had six offensive rebounds at one point, which is insane, but it's not to be, it's not that surprising when you think of uh, what Posh Alexander has been doing on the offensive glass. He, he, the smallest guy in the court, dominated the paint in the first half, really set the tone physically, and gave us a spark off the bench. And I know people are going to, we're waiting, we're waiting to kill Coach for that decision. And I myself was questioning, why isn't Posh starting? And if you're going to get creative, why would it be Posh who loses the starting spot? Now, there could be a multiple multitude of reasons why he did it. All we got to worry about is that it freaking worked, Okay. 
He gets paid millions of dollars to make decisions. We can criticize him when it's bad. When things work out, we better be there to tell him, hey, good job, all right? And this, whatever it was, the size in the, in the, in the starting lineup and the quickness in the, in, the, in the bench group, you know, keeping that pressure up when they came in really, you know, really worked tonight. So kudos to the players and kudos to the staff for a good game plan and picking up a win when they really needed to with their backs against the ropes. You can't get swept by Seton Hall. We still have a chance not to uh, get swept by any team in this conference. We go at Villanova next week with all of a sudden some serious momentum. Um, it's not a free game by any means because we lost a couple ones we couldn't have had. All right, we need to sneak up and, and steal a couple more. All right, Seton Hall is one, but you, you already had to pencil in at least two or three, you know, big time wins. And generally those are going to be some road wins in the Big East. So here's one of them. We got to get a couple more. Villanova would be one you definitely don't expect on the road, but getting that erases the Pittsburgh loss. All right, does a lot to make up for the the Providence and UConn mishaps. All right, 82 to 57, minute 54 left. Uh, let's talk about the front court. All right, first off, it's good to see. Uh, aside from Wheeler, who I already touched on, it's good to see Soriano get a little bit confident. All right, he's starting to feel like a big guy out there. Feel like he's a presence in the paint. All right, and he made a couple of those jump hooks. He had a, that quick dunk early in the in the game. He got up off the floor really quick in the front court, made sure he got it before he got blocked. And then his defensive presence inside the paint was great. Now Seton Hall's a physical team. They like to attack the the paint. Um, they don't really spread you out that much, and especially without Aiken, we could afford to keep him you know, locked up in the paint more so than against other teams so far, but he answered that bell, and Seton Hall is a huge team. Ike's huge, and they got plenty of other options uh, you know, at the four and at the forwards. Roden and Kale both like to attack the glass. And Soriano was our, you know, pillar in that back there, you know, just protecting the paint, along with some help from NY, who was, had a huge couple plays throughout this game, played great overall, and Omar Stanley. Can't believe I haven't mentioned his name yet. I love that guy. I, I, I think most fans love him. I know a few fans don't love him, don't think he's a, a good player. I'm so impressed with his ability to keep on playing. The few mistakes he does have, he keeps on playing. All right, he can catch the ball, move his feet. He doesn't get flushed. He's got good hands. He battles like crazy. He had a couple nice drives today. Finally got to go you know, free at the rim for a nice dunk. Um, and I just love the way he plays. He's a little bit undersized for the five, but he brings so much activity in the pick and roll defense that we play, you know, switching everything on the perimeter. It relies on your bigs to really be active and to slide their feet and to, to pick up men on switches. And Stanley is really, really good at that. At such a young age, it's really promising. And, I, and he seems like a super teammate. He seems like he's uh, super into the game. And even in the games where he's not getting many minutes, he's actively involved. And that's good to see. I would hate you know, I hate to see him not finish his career at St. John's. I love that kid. And uh, we've only seen so much from so far. And I'm excited to see what Pinzone can bring when he's back and healthy. Another one who's good to see, eager and excited on the bench. He doesn't seem like he's, you know, moaning or groaning about whatever situation it is. You know, uh, who knows what it could be. But um, he doesn't seem like he's pissed off or in a bad spot. 84-63. Uh, Seton Hall just hit a win. Uh, hit a three. Not a win. Hit a, hit a deep three. <clears throat> under a minute left. What a game. You know, Champ didn't have it. Posh came off the bench. He brought it in a different way tonight. Didn't rely on jump shots. Got to the paint. Made things happen on rebounds. Made things happen defensively. As a group, defensively, we were great. Um, you know, Seton Hall's a really tough team. A really tough team. And Willard really takes pride in beating us for whatever reason. He always seems to have the right game plan. His guys always seem to answer their bell against us. And uh, tonight, we were the aggressors. We came out. We set the tone. And when the uh, game came down to a couple push or pull situations in the second half, we won those out. Big, big time plays by Mathis. A couple huge threes. That defensive steal and a dunk. 
Uh, Wusu didn't have it early. Um, you know, a couple turnovers in the first half. Played a great solid floor game in the second half. Had a couple big offense rebounds, a couple tip outs, a couple real solid all around plays. Everybody contributed that played. Um, and it's it's a huge win. Who knows where this can take us? But all we know is that it lets us breathe for a little while. All right, we don't have to worry about going to Villanova and falling to two and six in the year. All right, we get our third win. We're three and four. We get a big time win on the road. All right, and we're headed in the right direction. Okay, but this is this is the type of team we expected to see. Up tempo, uh, contributions from a lot of different guys, big guys that we brought in, Wheeler and Soriano having a presence inside. All right, so. You know, I, I think guys are too eager to give up on this team. We struggled against some good uh, some good teams. We battled hard against some good teams. We really only lost still one game, you know, the Seton Hall home game, notwithstanding which, uh, what were, we, were we underdogs by two points against Seton Hall at home? Um, the Pittsburgh game without Champagne, the UConn game on the road, we should have won. The Providence game on the road, we played well for 30 minutes, had a lead in the second half. Um, Indiana, we played them tight. Kansas is freaking Kansas. Um, we're not where I thought we would be. We're nowhere near dead in the water. All right, and I didn't think that going into tonight, and especially don't think think so now after that win. Okay, we got plenty of potential to turn this thing into a, a successful season. Um, a huge chance at Villanova. All right, a huge chance. You really can't go wrong. If you lose at Villanova, you lose at Villanova. Let's play well. If you win at Villanova, everybody's talking about you again. All right, and you're 500 in the Big East, and all of a sudden you've got two road wins against tournament teams, one top 10, 15 team in Villanova. All right, but let's not put the card ahead of the horse. Let's build on this. All right, and it's super late. I have to be up in three or four hours. Till next time, I appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, bearing with me for missing the last game. Uh, this is the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast for Marcus Hatton. This has been Pat Kane. Peace.